0: Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. You're listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 115. On today's episode, I'm chatting with Christy Sumer, a capsule wardrobe expert who took her experience of traveling for work with a capsule wardrobe and turned it into her career. Now, as the CEO of an ethical and sustainable clothing brand, she is helping others discover the joy of living with a comfortable, convertible, and fashion-forward closet. I had a lot of fun looking at our clothing options in a new light, and I really think you're going to like it too. Hey there, my wannabe minimalist friend. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if this is your first time here, well, welcome. I am honored to have you, and I hope that you enjoy what you hear and you come back for more. Today, I am diving back into a super popular topic. Yep, that's right. We are talking all things capsule wardrobe again. Now, it is no secret that I love capsule wardrobes. They make it easier to love the clothes that you have in your closet, figure out your style, make more space in your closet, get more wear out of the things that you do own, and make it easier to shop when you need to. So this time we are looking at our capsule wardrobes, though, from the perspective of someone who took her love of versatile clothing and actually made that into a thriving business. I mean, super fun, right? So Christy Sumer is the founder and CEO of Encircled, a Canadian-made line of versatile, sustainably made clothing that helps women streamline their wardrobes. Inspired by her love of travel and dislike of checking a bag, Christy started Encircled in 2012 while she was working as a management consultant. At the time, she was traveling over 100,000 miles a year and found that there was a lack of travel clothes that blended both style with function. So Christy's first multi-way design, the Chrysalis Cardi, was made on the kitchen floor of her condo using a sewing machine that she found on Craigslist. I mean, talk about resourceful. I absolutely love that. Since that fateful endeavor, Christy has grown encircled into a seven-figure business that was named a Certified B Corp in 2018. She is committed to meeting high ethical and sustainable standards in all aspects of the company, from using fabrics that honor the environment to providing good working conditions and fair wages for her sewers. We had an awesome conversation, and I love how we were able to connect through our love of making life simpler, starting in our closets. So give this episode a listen, and when you're done, head over to wannabeclutterfree.com slash 115 to get the show notes for today's episode with links to Christy's website and the freestyle quiz that she offers. Again, you can find it all at wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 115. And now let's get to our conversation. Well, hi, Christy. Welcome to the Wannabe Minimalist Show. How are you doing today? I'm good,
1: Deanna. Thank you so much for having me on the
0: podcast. I am very excited about today and anytime we talk about clothes and fashion, it's always a big topic and my listeners really enjoy listening to these. So I'm really excited to have you on. So for those of my listeners who have not heard of you yet or your clothing line, tell us a little bit about yourself and what led
1: you here. Yeah, so uh, my name is Christy Sumer. I'm the founder and CEO of the sustainable fashion brand Encircled. Uh, We're actually coming up on our 10 year anniversary at the end of this year. So uh, we've been around for a while. Um, I originally started the line when I was a management consultant, and it actually started as a travel clothing line. So I was inspired by the idea to travel light because at the time in 2012, I was flying you know, from client to client pretty much every single week. So I lived on an airplane and I really wanted to pack smarter and go carry on only. So it started with our one piece, the Chrysalis Cardi, which is like this eight in one dress tunic cardigan scarf. We still have it on our site today and it still sells, but that was like the original inspo for the line. And then, you know, I knew I wanted it to be locally made. I knew I wanted it to be sustainable. And at the time that was like super, super strange to do because it was definitely not something that was top of mind for people in terms of fashion and sustainability, but went ahead with it anyways, and ran it kind of as a side hustle for two years while working. And then it got to be too big. So I quit my job and yeah, I'm based in Toronto. We're made in Toronto. So everything's made locally within like 45 kilometers of our office. Uh, We also dye about half of our fabric locally. We're a certified B Corp. Women owned, women run. And yeah, we're we're excited to be here. And we're excited that I think more so I'm very excited that consumers are starting to think about sustainability and how that impacts their closet and the idea of capsule wardrobes and how they can really streamline their closet into what they wear the most. So that for me has been something I think I've just noticed in the last couple of years really start to be top of mind and and I'm here for it for sure.
0: Awesome. Well, it's funny because that whole capsule wardrobe, traveling light in a suitcase is really what led me down this path too. Mm. And so our paths, obviously we chose different ways. You have chosen to create your own clothing <laughs> line, which is amazing. And I just decided to help people to clutter and live with less, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it is, it's so fascinating. So I love it. Okay. So obviously mm-hmm. traveling light, sustainability, all of that was really the motivation for your clothing brand. And I want to talk a little bit more about that. We'll dive a little bit more into that in a minute, but you were saying that you went from being a strategy consultant, you were traveling Mm -hmm. weekly, you had an airplane, you you were on the airplane, you were with a suitcase full of stylish clothing. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of went from this maybe quote unquote maximalist. I'm envisioning like the devil wears Prada, like the suitcase from Paris, you know, and going to being a minimalist and enjoying your life with less and being more sustainable and more intentional. So tell me a little bit about that transition. I think a
1: lot of people are
0: nervous about that.
2: Mm -hmm. Let's
0: talk about
1: that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was definitely not a light packer prior to being a consultant. So actually funny story, like when you travel, you're usually traveling with your colleagues from the same office and mm-hmm. consulting tends to be a mostly male industry. Um, for whatever reason. And so I remember one of my first clients, we were flying to Florida and I actually checked a carry on. I, I checked a bag and they were like, What is wrong with you? <laughs> and I was so embarrassed. I had no idea that wasn't what they did because we are going for like five days and I was like, I'm going to need some bathing suits. Maybe I need like a four suits. I'm going to need some dresses, some different shoes, my runner. Like I was bringing all the things and they just thought that was so weird. And I was like, Oh God, that's how I travel. Like, you know, I remember being, I'm, I was a big traveler before that. And I remember being in Barcelona and dragging like a 36 inch you know, suitcase up a hill because I'd overpack. Like I was not there for sure. Um, and I was also a big fast fashion consumer, which we can talk about later when in my twenties. So yeah. I really came from this background of just like buying kind of what was trendy and just never wearing it and, and not being super efficient in my packing. So the transition for me, it took a little bit of time, you know, with consulting again, like efficiency is everything. So you don't want to check a bag ever. So I was kind of forced to question what I was packing in my suitcase. Suitcases in a lot of ways, and the biggest thing, honestly, that helped me a lot—at least from a travel perspective—was planning outfits. Mm. So I'm a bit of a spreadsheet nerd, and I have spreadsheets. And we actually created our first like printable um, opt-in incentive that we created for our email list was a printable carry-on packing list, mm-hmm. and it was based off my own travels. And like it created a grid. There was a grid in it where you could put your outfits and stuff like that. And I find when people sit down and actually not only look at what they're wearing, but plan out what they're doing and what they'll need. You actually end up bringing way less than you think, you know, sure. You may throw in an extra top here or there, but you know, I think that planning will get people out of that panic zone. Like they're going to miss something or they're not going to have that shoe or whatever, uh, which does happen. But for me, that was like a really useful tool to get me out of that, like overpacking mentality and seeing that, you know, I could just rewear that pant with this top. And then, it, you know, as long as I wear that top twice, then I'm getting them like the most value out of that top being in my suitcase. So it was a lot of strategy actually around packing that kind of turned the tide for me.
0: Oh, okay. I love it. All, all good. You're speaking my language. So I guess a little more <laughs> up in the air than devil wears Prada, right?
2: Yes. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: So, Okay. Now, but now that you live with less and now that you're more of a minimalist, is there anything that you miss in
1: your wardrobe?
0: Like, is there, was there any like big thing you were just like, man, I really can't believe I did that.
1: Hmm. I think it's challenging for me because the last couple of years, you know, we've been working from home here a lot. Um, Toronto, Mm -hmm. where I'm based out of, has been locked down a, a very long time throughout the last couple of years. So I've just been living in comfy clothes, you know? So that's been most of what I've been wearing. I would say I did recently, as things started to open up the last three months, I was like, I have no more dress up clothing. (laughs) Like I really need some pieces that like are like, you know, a little bit dressy that put a little extra something into an outfit. I've gotten really casual and athleisure, which I think is great. And I love like the contrast of pairing like dressy items with casual pieces. Like we have a piece called the dressy sweatpants. I love wearing those out to like a restaurant with like, a wedge or a heel and then pairing it with like a really nice like silk or silk alternative tank or something like that so I definitely felt the need lately to have that craving but now that sustainable fashion and ethical fashion is so I wouldn't say widespread but there's lots of options out there you know you can pretty much find an alternative for something in some way and when you are thinking about a curated wardrobe uh, we always recommend, you know, basing it on your lifestyle. So, you know, what do you do with your time and most of your days? Like, you might need that one special occasion dress, but you're probably not going to need like ten of them if you're not wearing them a lot. Or you might not need suits if you're not going into an office or whatever it is. So, I think I'm fairly aligned with my values and my lifestyle, my wardrobe. Although, would love a little bit more dressy stuff.
0: Got it. So there it is. The key there, I think you said, was you are aligned with your values and your lifestyle. And knowing what it was that you want in life, I think maybe, maybe made it easier for you then Mm -hmm. to say like, this is what I'm choosing. I'm choosing this because this is ideally what I want in my life. And if there's something you miss, I think we all have some guilty pleasures every once in a while, but it's not something that you're going to, you know, might maybe have a little twinge of, you know, nostalgia or, or Mm -hmm. missing it, but it's not something that you're like, I really messed up here because you took a look at what you were doing. And did I get that right? You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where Earn In comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. Imagine this, your dog suddenly needs a vet or your kid has a little accident and needs a dentist, ASAP. We've been there and waiting for your payday in those situations just doesn't make sense. And it adds unnecessary stress. With Earnin, you can pull up to $100 per day or up to $750 each pay period directly from your earnings without the crazy fees or interest rates. It's super simple. Download the Earn In app, verify your paycheck, and get access to your earnings as you earn them. You decide what to tip and whatever you use gets settled on your next payday. More than three and a half million users are finding relief and a sense of security with Earnin, calling it a lifeline for financial stability. That peace of mind, it's priceless and it could be yours. Ready to give it a try? Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the EarnIn app, type in Clutter under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's clutter under podcast. EarnIn is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, absolutely. So like, I think the a couple of things about like a curated capsule wardrobe. So like, number one, it's like progress over perfection. There's an idea that a capsule wardrobe has to be a certain number of items. And there's like, I think it's 33 items or something like that. That is very hard for most people to get to number one, because we, already own so much stuff. So getting down to that is difficult. And then some people refresh it seasonally. Some people don't like, there's always different perspectives, right? Like for me, the goal is like progress and being more intentional with your clothing purchases, not, you know, having that one t-shirt in my closet, just hanging on a hanger. Like I'm not that extreme. You know, so I believe whatever suits somebody's lifestyle is just about being more mindful and then looking at your closet and also saying like, you know, I'm sure you would appreciate this. Like, are you actually wearing what's in your closet? And if not, you know, does it really need to be there? Could it be, you know, swapped with somebody else? Could it be sold on Poshmark? Um, Could it be responsibly recycled or donated or something like that? Because a lot of the times we're only wearing about 20% of our closet. And not only does that add clutter in our home, obviously it makes it harder to get dressed in the morning because you're looking in this closet and there's all this stuff. And when in reality, you're only wearing a couple of those pieces.
0: Yeah. 100% on board with that. And I, I agree that there is no set number. And it will definitely depend. Like I live in San Diego. My wardrobe is going to be a lot different than your wardrobe in yes. Toronto. And I can get away with a lot less clothing than yeah. you can, because I mm-hmm. don't need the winter stuff. I don't yes. need the different, you know, seasonal items that you will need up there. And sorry, it's not to rub it in or anything. <laughs> That's okay. We've accepted that. in Canada. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think that, People have to take that into consideration too. So the mm-hmm. lifestyle. So mm-hmm. as people are creating capsule wardrobes, because I am on board. I think it was one of the big things that really kind of solidified this new lifestyle for me too. Um, just living with less and understanding that you don't actually need that many clothes in your closet to create outfits to mm-hmm. that you look and feel amazing in. So, what are some of your tips if somebody's just starting out and they're like, okay, I'll give this a try, how do you mm-hmm. say they should start?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we do, we still have a printable on our website. If you search minimalist wardrobe workbook in Google, it'll come in and circled. It'll come up. It's a printable. It's like 20 pages and you can like print it out or do it digitally, but it takes you through a process of streamlining your wardrobe. So I always recommend starting with like an audit and really looking at what you have today in your closet. Like, Again, like, what are you actually wearing? What are you not wearing? What's like needing repair? What's maybe beyond repair? Uh, What's never worn and could be like upcycled, sold or swapped or whatever. And starting from like that base and then really thinking about your lifestyle. So like, are you going to an office or are you working from home? Do you have kids and you're crawling on the floor all the time or, and doing like paint parties and stuff like that? Or are you going out every night? Are you, are you a lawyer maybe and you're in court? So maybe you need something more formal. So really understanding that block and using that as an allocation for how much percentage of your wardrobe you dedicate to each. And like you said, you know, if you're in a place like Toronto um, where we have like, I would say we have more than four seasons. <laughs> we have like, it's like sometimes snowing in the summer, like, you know, so we have to have different, you know, lots of sweaters within tank tops. And like, it's extremely hot here today. So it's like, you kind of have to take a lot of these factors into consideration, but I would start with where what you have and where you are. Like, that's my biggest advice. I think when people are switching to a more ethical or sustainable or capsule wardrobe is like, they fear that they have to like throw everything out and like start again. No, like just review it and see what's working for you. What fits, what flatters. And, you know, sometimes that's hard because you have to let go of pieces maybe that you think you love and they, they fit in your lifestyle, but you're never wearing them. Um, that can bring up a lot of stuff. Alan Marie Kondo for people. So, um, we want to be very cognizant of that, but I definitely think I would start there and then kind of make a plan, make a wardrobe plan. Like what are you actually wearing? And if you're not really sure, a great way to test this, I find is as you are, you can go through your whole closet, turn all of your hangers around the opposite way so that the hanger part is Pacing out. And then as you wear stuff throughout the week, flip it over and maybe come back in a month if you're not really doing wearing that much stuff or different outfits and see like, are you actually wearing this stuff? And do you even need it to hold space in your closet? So that's kind of a fundamental starting point. And then when you are like creating your own capsule wardrobe, I mean, there's a ton of great resources out there um, on our website, but there's lots of like blogs and influencers who literally will give you like the recipe and, for your capsule wardrobe. And then you just take that and you kind of customize it. look what you have and see where you've got some gaps and then maybe set a target to, you know, fill those gaps for next season or whatever. Um, but it's really make it your own. Like, I don't like to have too much restriction around it because then I think people get too, they take it too seriously, right? Like fashion should still be a bit fun.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. But don't take ourselves too seriously. It's it's mm-hmm. clothes. It's wonderful. <laughs> we can change the world with them because let's talk a little bit about your, your clothing brand and. Mm-hmm you know, what does it mean for clothes to be sustainable? You've talked about that it's sustainable and, but what does that even mean for Mm -hmm. somebody that's not in the industry and doesn't really understand and into fast fashion or not even sure they're into
1: fast fashion? Yeah. I mean, sustainability is so multifaceted in fashion because there's so many elements that go into the production of a garment. Um, so when I think of sustainability, you know, the easiest one to think of is what it's made from. So there are definitely good better and best materials there's poor materials that can be used you know generally we want to recommend people staying away from like synthetics like polyester and nylon those are all petroleum-based plastic products they never biodegrade and depending on their certifications they may not be you know certified to be safe against your skin so they can cause irritations and stuff like that against people's skin and whatnot so organic natural fibers are best Um, semi- synthetics I think are great too, like Tencel and Modal. Bamboo can be really good as well because it's very resilient. Linen, um, hemp, all those types of fabrics like organic cotton. So that would be like one piece of it, looking at what the actual product's made from. Then I would say from a sustainability process, I would look at where it's actually made. Because again, if you're buying garments, you know, for example, like we make stuff in Toronto and our largest market is our province like probably about half our sales come from our province so you imagine it's made here and then it doesn't have to travel that far you know maybe the farthest we have customers in australia but like that's not very many farthest is probably the states whereas like biggest like manufacturing of garments overseas like is in bangladesh and that's about twelve thousand kilometers away so if you think about the carbon imprint of that like having Either flying or freighting clothing in from that far away, and also like they do a lot of like um, transport within those countries there for different things, sort of dying. So there was once a story of like this fast fashion dress that traveled like something like fifteen hundred kilometers before it even like left the port. So it had like been in six countries before it even was shipped to the states. So there's a huge carbon footprint from that alone. And then you want to think about the sustainability of like the people making the clothing. Cause to me, sustainability, you could have like an organic cotton collection, but if you're using forced labor, exploited labor, you're not paying living wages. That's not sustainable for the people who are making those clothing. You know? So I always include that as an element of sustainability because we want people to have economic empowerment wherever they live. And if, you know, if a t-shirt costs $10, you can bet that like somebody is not being paid properly along that line whether it's the picking of the raw materials or even the sewing of the garment because fashion is still handmade. There's not robots making clothing. It's all pretty much handmade with some exceptions, I would say, around cutting and stuff like that. But so that would be like the three elements I would primarily think of that go into sustainability and fashion. And then there would be like the end of life cycle. So like when you are done with a garment, Like, where does it go and what are the options for that? And like I talked about, I think staying away from synthetics is a good rule of thumb because unless you're wearing them for like 10 years, like a lot of these fast fashion companies rely on the kind of cheap fabrics and fall apart designs that are super trendy and, you know what happens to those when they're done, they end up in a landfill and they actually don't go anywhere because they're made from plastic. So, um, you know, there's like a really holistic approach, I think, to sustainability and fashion, which makes it very complex for consumers, but you can just start, I think, by asking brands, like, what about you is sustainable? Like what materials are you using? And just getting more educated, I think is a good starting point. Yeah.
0: Okay. Tons of information there. Thank yes. you for breaking it down. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I think it gives us a lot to think about. And and you're right. I think one of the ways we can make it simpler on ourselves as consumers is to find a couple brands that we trust and that we rely on. And then we can say over and over, okay, as I go back and I need to update my wardrobe that I it cuts out a lot of that decision-making because having to do that every single time you try to buy an item, it's crazy. And, Mm -hmm. and even with like Amazon these days, like you never know where things are coming from. Like it's so much harder to tell nowadays, I think. So um, I definitely am all about finding brands we trust and trying to move forward with them because It is very difficult when you're looking at the sea of just everything we have so much at our fingertips, and we don't even have to leave our house. So it just makes it so much easier to buy things quickly. So, (laughs) all right, let's talk about what you would, how you would tell somebody to update their wardrobe. So you were just talking about how your capsule, and I, I feel the same way. My capsule has become very casual. Mm -hmm. So how would you recommend somebody? update their wardrobe where they've kind of fallen into this slump a little bit and how can they maybe start to feel a little bit better about their clothing choices as we all go out
1: and mm-hmm. see the world again mm-hmm. yeah so I'm a big fan of like creating your own like mood board so um you know naturally I'm not a very stylish person like that kind of doesn't come to me so I really rely on stuff like you know, I think Pinterest is great for for this type of stuff. So you can create your own private board so nobody can see it on Pinterest. And just, you know, let's say for fall or something like that, and you start pinning some looks that you really like, um, some ideas, you know, some trends. I think, you know, the funny thing about fashion is it's very circular. So a lot of trends, you know, <laughs> right now we're seeing 90s, 90s jeans, um, you know, so I'm feeling Stop. like a big throwback to high school, you know. <laughs> So you kind of have to pick and choose, right? And some seasons, like you may not be ready for that trend. Like I think when bike shorts came back maybe two years ago or something like that, I was like, heck no, am I wearing those? And then I was like, oh, they're actually really comfy. I remember wearing these when I was 11 and they're great. So I like warmed up to the trends. So I don't think you have to like embrace all trends. I think pick a few things, whether it's colors or something that are seasonally coming in, or maybe a new silhouette that you want to try and make that mood board and see where that takes you. I take a lot of my best... Outfits from other people online, just watching what they put together, and really challenging myself to wear my closet, you know, as much as possible with what I have already. But if there are a few couple of pieces you want to buy for the season because you want to make a shift, absolutely. But I, I personally need a lot of guidance to do that. So I find like just putting together that inspiration really helpful and fun. You know, falling just like you said with brands, like finding that set of, you know, whether it's like influencers or media or somebody who puts together that type of information. So you can start to get inspiration from them as well.
0: Great. So would you say that Encircled is capsule wardrobe like forward? Would you say like a lot of your pieces work together like in a capsule?
3: No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would say we're like capsule wardrobes made comfy so um you know everything we make is comfortable so we don't we don't mess around with comfort <laughs> yeah. you know it's like we use very pajama soft fabrics that so we put them into like dressy silhouettes so that's a lot of what we do so like the dressy sweatpants is an example of a very casual style put into very dressy fabric uh, whereas we have like a comfy dress shirt which is like a dress shirt silhouette in like pajama fabric um, so we love to play around with those oxymorons because I think it's kind of fun um, and it's a neat way to to design products like I'm always looking for what pieces people like to wear that are timeless that's really important to us as well and also for capsule wardrobes I think when you're thinking about constructing it you know if you're going to go for like that white collar shirt that might be a really great investment piece where you really put some more money into that piece by buying a higher quality or maybe designer or something like that because you know that's never going to go out of style so I think I think about that with our collection a lot like where's the pain points like so we don't have denim in our collection, but, um, we have lots of comfy pants and comfy skirts and dresses and stuff like that, because I believe like our customer at least really wants to wear the closet every day of the week. So, uh, we make that easy for them to go from like work to weekend or day to night.
0: Ooh, I love that work to weekend or day to night. Nice. So yeah, oh, absolutely. Fantastic to be able to Right, I like how you have that idea of those silhouettes that are classic silhouettes, but interesting. And then you just make them comfortable. Mm-hmm. So people actually want to wear them. So that's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. So yes. fantastic. Well, is there anything else about like capsules that you want to share before we kind of wrap up? Cause I know people are going to want to know where you are and, you know, kind of find out more about you. So let us know first where you can find us. And then
1: anything else that I've missed about capsule wardrobes that you want to add? Yeah. So I think just in regards to capsules, I think we have a free quiz on our site. You can take it. It kind of like helps you map out at a high level, what, a capsule wardrobe might look like for you. And I think that's like really important that it's going to look different for everybody. Like it's not going to be the same as your neighbor or your sister because we all have different needs and lifestyles and life stages and seasons in life where we're wearing different things. And that's totally fine. No judgment. Just start with where you are. And again, focus on progress over perfection, especially when it comes to sustainability and ethics. That can be very overwhelming. And I think that can make people check out of the process because like I said, it is complex and there is a lot of greenwashing Out there, you can definitely look towards companies that are B Corp certified and use other certifications for a mark of, you know, verification. But there are so many options, and we're everybody's so busy. So it's like the last thing on the list to like investigate a brand to make sure they're sustainable. Um, So take that with a grain of salt and just do the best that you can. I think is always my best advice. And and don't be afraid to like really like wear what you own. Like challenge yourself to. We used to have a challenge at Encircle called the Wear Your Closet Challenge. But we would challenge people to take 10 items out of their closet that they never wear and then agree if they can't style them and wear them over the next week or so, that they're going to sell them or donate them or swap them or something like that as an attempt to streamline their closets. And it was a really fun challenge. And I'd love to bring that back actually maybe in the fall um, because it opens up that idea of shopping your closet as well. Because I think sometimes we have those items in our closet. If we're not having a capsule wardrobe right now, they're just kind of like, lurking in there so you never know what gems are kind of in your own actual wardrobe that you can pull from so yeah you can find encircled online our website is encircled.ca that's e-n-c-i-r-c-l-e-d.ca we ship internationally no problem we can actually ship sometimes faster to the states than we can within Canada since Canada is so large Um, and we're on Instagram too if you want to give us a follow we post lots of educational content on fashion and greenwashing and all that kind of stuff and that's at encircled underscore
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to let me know if you run that challenge. I
1: want to do that. That yeah. sounds super fun. So
0: I'm uh-huh. following on Instagram, so I'm sure I'll see it if, if you do it, but yeah, that sounds really fun. I would definitely want to try that. So bring that back. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all cool. right. Well, my favorite way, thank you so much for all of this information and really helping us kind of make sense of a very confusing topic. Like you said, I love that we can look for the B Corp certified gives us a way to just have a quick Thing to look for. And like you said, the different materials and where it's processed and made, and then, you know, the living conditions and the wages that the people pay for their clothing. I think it's fantastic. So thank you for kind of laying it out and giving us a path that's direct that we can kind of take it and actually use it in our lives. So I really appreciate that. But my favorite way to end all of these interviews is with three rapid fire questions. So the first one is what does minimalism mean to you?
1: Minimalism means to me, the idea of doing more with less. So really challenging your perceptions on what you need and trying to live lighter. Yeah. Great. And what is one of your favorite pieces of motivational or
0: inspirational advice that you'd like to share today?
1: Oh, I don't know who said it, but like, do what you love. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like that was like a poster somewhere, but um, you know, life is short, so we all got to do what we love and make the most of the days that we have.
0: Mm, so good. And you are living that you are doing what you love starting your own clothing brand. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And what is making you happy right now or in this season of your life?
1: Ooh, summer weather. <laughs> we get we had like a really hard winter here. So it's mm-hmm. just been nice to have the sun like pretty much every day and patios open again. in the city and just you can feel the vibe just elevate when people are um outside and having fun again so so that's just making me happy oh yeah I love eating outside what is it about eating outside that's
0: so fun I don't know (laughs) so fun I love love it it. yeah (laughs) so good all right Christy well thank you so much again for joining us and everyone check out encircled it's uh they've got some really beautiful pieces and I do love those dressy sweatpants those are pretty cool so Awesome. awesome
1: All right, um,
0: cheers. Thank you. wasn't that great as a lover of traveling with carry on only myself I can totally relate to wanting clothes that you can wear multiple ways I just never went so far as to make any of them myself I mean it's so cool that she did that and she has some really great tips on creating a capsule wardrobe for yourself so what was your favorite thing you learned today I'd absolutely love to hear it. Come on over to the Wannabe Minimalist family group on Facebook and share. I'd also love to know if you have a capsule wardrobe or if you're interested in trying one out. And thanks again to Christy for joining us on the show today and for sharing some great advice. Remember, you can grab all of the resources she discussed by heading over to wannabeclutterfree.com slash 115. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 115 to find out more about Christy, her clothing brand encircled, and to take that style quiz. And as always, thank you for joining me too. If you made it this far, I would be absolutely thrilled if you left me a review on Apple Podcast. Your reviews make my day and it helps me be able to book more guests on the show for you to discover and learn from. I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll see you back here next week when I will be doing a solo show about decluttering this fall. It also might include a challenge for you to join, but you're going to have to join me next week to find out. All right, that's it for today. I'm Deanna Yates, and you've been listening to The Wannabe Minimalist Show. Cheers.
1: I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood.